Jane. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's been a while since we've chatted like this. I know. So I think let's start with um, in 2024, instead of our temperature, let's ask what's for a quick update. How about that? Okay, you go first. All right. Well, my update is that we, we ended 2023 with a bang and started 2024 with a double bang. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 48 hours of boom, 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 boom. As if the whole world doesn't really acknowledge that there's a beginning and an end to life or to troubles and problems. So so we had Tom had a UTI that was from a staph infection. Yeah. Not sure why or how he got it. He's not He's not ever um, had a catheter. He wasn't hospitalized. Just glad we got it in time. That was a big deal. So to our ALS caregivers out there, if you think it's something, better off checking it out than waiting to see what happens. Yeah, trust your instinct. Yeah, we have really good instincts in our in our ALS lane. Really, we know we know the people we take care of better really than anybody else, and even themselves sometimes. So yeah, I used to tell all Tom's um, clinicians that used to see him that I, I was the subject matter expert. I could tell by a look or his attitude. I could just tell mm -hmm. if something was going on or he was brewing something. And it, it, nine times out of 10, I was spot on. So I used to just call myself, I was the SME for Tom. Yeah, perfect. For those who don't know, subject matter expert. Absolutely. So we rolled into that in the van, battery died. And it's a, you know, it's a 2022 model with was big whopping 6,000 miles on it. So we shouldn't have had any of those problems. <laughs> and it took literally 10 days for the UTI to him to be finally finished with the medication and really took almost that many days for it to go away. So I have a little bit of a, a niggling in my brain that maybe this will come back because maybe the antibiotics weren't strong enough. So yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised, but I would really be happy if it just went away. So we'll see. We got the van fixed yesterday. It's been a very long 10 days. We're getting up at night because his um, glucose meter is alarming when he goes um, low for his glucose and when he goes high. When he goes high, I usually can go right back to bed because he, he doesn't typically go over 300. If it's low, I always have to do something about it. So it's a break in the evening. And as I, you know, we don't do video here. Well, I mean, we we do have a video, but we never put it up because <laughs> we have to look kind of decent for a video. And right now, as I'm looking in the in the camera, I'm like, oh my God, you look a little pale and tired. And that's true. I am pale and tired right now. I haven't exercised in two days. Um, and that's usually one of the things that gets me through. So we've had a lot going on. It's been stressful. We've um, working on Tom uh, getting into palliative care with the VA. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be good for him. We need to really work on a lot of things that you do in palliative care. We adequately assessed his pain. Is there something else that we can do for him? What does he see when he's thinking about what the end of ALS looks like and how can we best honor him? I mean, I have all the legal paperwork you know, but that is not the same as how does he feel now about it? And, you know, you can revisit those things just because you've written those documents once doesn't mean they're like, like written in stone and you can never go back right. and revisit them and understand them. Cause we had ours done. Oh gosh. I want to say in 2015. So that's a long time. And, you know, you change and life changes and we see his diabetes is um, very irresponsible. <laughs> it's damn diabetes. I know it's really a uh, very insulin resistant. So he's tried a new medication. He's doing, he did really well on that, but I can see that we're starting to push those lows and highs again. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to have to make some adjustments there with the hospital medicine pharmacists and, you know, and it's a lot. So there's been a lot of changes in my life in the last uh, month, but most really, really in the last 10, 15 days, I think I feel it even more. And getting up at night is is new for us to have to do that. So that changes, you know, my schedules and what I'm doing. But what I, so I, but I'm thinking, despite it all, I'm doing well. I've cried, but cries of relief 
to know that mm -hmm. we can get some assistance, to know that the people that I've reached out to at the VA have been really helpful and supportive. And that's good. Yeah. So it takes that off my plate. Um, I've shared, uh, you know, with Tom, how this daily grind is a lot for me. It's 365 days and something's got to give because it can't be me. So we're going to have to do something. We can't allow me to fall apart because I'm really the anchor for all of us, you know? Um, yeah. So I think it's been, it's been a lot for us. But I, what I really want to talk about, because we could get like knee deep in all the details, but any any ALS caregiver listening to this or a caregiver who is who is beyond and um, their loved one with ALS has passed knows everything I'm saying. Yeah. Like, the details could go on forever. But I think what I really want to address today with this podcast, and then this is how we're going to get to how you're doing. So I <laughs> I'm going to pass the baton to you soon. Okay. What I wanted to talk about is how come I'm doing okay right now? What is it that I'm doing okay? I have we had spoken before on the podcast earlier on when I um, addressed my mental health um, relief that I needed through therapy, and um, I got I got a lot out of the therapy. Um, but it's time for the therapy to end because I think that I I feel good in how I'm handling things. I got a couple of strategies from there. And I have always believed that if I get a little something from everything I do, when I put it together, it's a big package of good things for me to work on and work with. Yes. I listen to the EMDR music when I, when I feel lost and I can't, I feel like there's chaos all around me. <laughs> like in my own kitchen, like there's not even, there's not even an empty counter to even put a glass on or spoon, which is, <laughs> highly unlike me. I'm a very organized person. And uh, I will put my EMDR music on to give my brain a rest. Now, some mm -hmm. people do it to make help them make big decisions. Um, but, and I have done that at times, but not specifically and deliberately. I've come to decisions when, after I've listened to it. So maybe that's the same thing. Um, but it does definitely take me down into a... Uh, a meditative state and I can do it walking around and doing all my chores and doing all the things. I pull paper when I, um, when I pull paper, I listen to EMDR music. It's really a calming force. It's sort of like a little calming place in a, in a turbulent sea. And I, I know that this works for me in that way because several years ago in um, spring of 2020, I, that's when I started to really learn about meditation and mindfulness and mindfulness meditation. It's all kind of interchangeable. I shared some, some of that on the other podcast I do with Jennifer Jenkins, this caregiver life. And I will put that as a link in our notes so others can listen to sort of what preceded this podcast with you and I. And I, I really studied meditation and mindfulness. I spent weeks learning and training. It was all virtual because it was a pandemic and we were all staying home, which was really wonderful because I would have never been able to get that training otherwise. I don't, I don't even think they do the same training virtually anymore. Yeah. Uh, the Center of Mind Body Fitness Medicine, Mind Body, Mind Body Medicine, they don't do that virtually, I don't think anymore in the same way. So it was really a gift. I learned that. Um, the mindfulness and meditation is a practice, which means if you don't do it, you can't get good at it. You have to practice. That's right. And um, and you always have to practice. So you never graduate from practicing your mindfulness yeah. meditation. It's always a part of your life and always uh, intric intricate. If you've practiced well, it is with you always. So I did not formally meditate yesterday, but I sat quiet in the waiting room for the van to be done. You can't be quiet with Tom in the car. He talks He talks all the time in the car. It's amazing. You could be here with him for hours and hours and hours in the house and you know, hear peep out of him. He's busy doing his own little things out there. But in the car, you can't even listen. He to uses him. all his words. 
and take a nap wherever we get. So he's exhausted. <laughs> so, so you can't you can't really speak and have meditation. You know, it doesn't really, it doesn't work that way for me. Um, I mean, guided meditation is another thing, but I do believe that all the stress that I've we've had or I've experienced in the past few weeks has served the meditation has served me well. I learned to find mindfulness in little things. I play solitaire on my phone when I feel stressed or I'm waiting and I need to focus on something. Um, and so I do know that, you know, I still can feel the stress, but not as much as I used to, not nearly as much as I used to. Um, I can deal with the body pains that I have. I have a lot of arthritis in my body, but I swear to God, I feel like I grow new bones every week. You know, they're just knobs that grow and, ah, uh, but I get through it, you know, from being able to find my space with meditation and mindfulness. And mm -hmm. I really have a loss of words for, to adequately describe why it works for me. I'm very glad that I did all of this before these most difficult days, months, maybe years with the way diabetes and ALS is progressing for Tom. I think we have some very difficult times ahead of us, very emotionally challenging times for us. So even though you know that an end is gonna come and I can talk about it sort of abstractly when I hear him breathing weird at night it feels so real. I can almost can't breathe for a minute myself. Yeah. Reality is so hard. So I, I just wanted to share how useful it's been for me. Um, if you're in the throes of really hard caregiving and you've never done mindfulness and meditation training, it would be very difficult for you to do it now. I'm not saying you couldn't do it because I would never tell anybody they can't do anything. But I will say that it would be very difficult to do it now and to get the full benefits because you really have to pay attention to what you're learning. And that's hard to do when all you have is five or 10 or 15 minutes if you're lucky to yourself. And so don't despair and don't think, well, why am I even listening to this podcast today? Well, because you can do some things. I'll share my Spotify list on- okay. I think of it, I don't know if it's public, but I'll make it public if it's not. It's called EMDR Music. Um, and I forget what that even stands for because I really kind of have a dead brain right now today. And maybe, do you remember what it stands for? Um, like eye movement, D is like, I don't know, desensitization, EM, eye movement. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I'll start lying. I'll, <laughs> I'll, um, I'll just make something up. I'll find uh, I'll find out what it means, but I didn't actually do the training. I just went into I just used the music for it. So I will yeah. show that there's you know it's there's no vocals in it or anything. It's just it's music. Um, it's just instrumental. And if you if you feel like you can take a few minutes and just feel yourself breathe in and breathe out in those few minutes with that music on it could feel good to you. It could help to reduce your cortisol levels of stress and maybe some of the anger you're feeling. I mean, and it might not either. So like give yourself a lot of grace when you're trying this. If you've not hit the hard spaces yet with this disease, think about learning more about meditation and mindfulness. How oh, I absolutely agree. Cause I am that person that couldn't do it. Cause I I met you in like 2019. So by the time 2020 came, or well, I guess earlier than 2019, but by the time 2020 came about, I was in the throes of trach and vent um, with Tom's ALS. And I didn't have the bandwidth to do anything but care for him. And I, I remember you talking about meditation and you were doing a lot of yoga and mindfulness you even gave me a book on mm -hmm. mindfulness and I would buy, I would see the book in, in the grocery store and purchase it. And, you know, it just only went so far just because I didn't have the ability to really understand it and what it could do for me. Mm -hmm. And Lord knows I didn't have time to practice anything, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have time to brush my teeth or take a shower most weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am in a place. So how I'm doing is I am in, I'm in a good place, um, better than I have been over the last seven years, definitely since Tom died, which we're almost at 18 months since he passed away. And I started in early November, really embracing meditation and mindfulness. And it's just, it is a practice. I'm not great at it, but it is, it is to the point now where I look forward to my quiet time where I can be quiet and, and, you know, that chaos in my brain just kind of calm down. And I think that has been a huge thing to help, you know, propel me forward in my grief journey. And I feel like, you know, I I saw my therapist today. I'm on the, I have one more session and then I will no longer be in therapy with her because she's retiring. But today was the first day that she's heard me say I'm doing well and I feel at peace, which for those of you that's been listening to us for some time or anybody that reads my blogs, I've been in the search. I've been searching for peace. It's like I, it's something I haven't been able to find and I wanted it. And I know that Mary and I had talked about, um, you know, is it, is it peace or, you know, are we just, you know, do you just kind of get used to the way you're feeling? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I feel peace. I found peace. And, and what I've been doing is I've been waking up at um, super early and getting in our hot tub and just giving myself an hour and a half. I definitely watch the sunrise. I listen to some calming music. Sometimes I do guided meditation. Sometimes not. Sometimes I can't get into a meditative state but I can always be mindful and just sit quietly and just participate in the morning. And that has been an absolute game changer. Transformative probably is a better word mm-hmm. in how I'm feeling. And I came at it, you know, not wanting to embrace it. I came at it with Mary, you talking about it and me watching the changes it has done for you and how how well you seem to cope in certain things. I mean, I know you and I know not everything runs smoothly. Um, but I probably wasn't, you know, ready to do it, but I just kept trying it. I had someone else tell me I should try it. And so I just kept at it. And I'm glad that I did because it has, like I said, it's just been transformative. I feel like I was telling my therapist, um, I feel like I am, I am coming over a hump in my grief that I, that it is that really hardcore, heavy grief that I've been doing Mm -hmm. is starting to, I'm starting to see it in my rearview mirror that I'm on a path of healing as opposed to intense grieving, which is a, a really nice place to be. I told someone today, it just feels good to feel good because I haven't felt good in so long in the sense that I just haven't felt, I just haven't felt peace. Mm-hmm. And, and I do now. So I think that, that even if you can't find the bandwidth to do it while you're in the, the, the really hard part of the ALS journey, don't despair that there'll come a time where you'll embrace it. You'll find it, whatever it is, whether it's like mine's hot tub meditation. I don't know why I need the hot tub to do it. I think it has something to do with just being outside quietly. Um, Mm. I can't let the dogs out there because my big German shepherds try to drop all their damn toys in the hot tub with me. And that's definitely not peaceful or mine. I can't do be mindful for that. Um, but I think don't despair. I mean, you can find your way to it. For me, it just peace was just outside my bedroom door. It had been there the whole time. I just had to meet it halfway. And I was waiting for it to come find me. And I think that's my like lesson that I've learned is that some things that I'm going to have to do the hard work. um, And I've said this, I have to do the hard work so I can be present in my future. And that's what I've dedicated the last couple of months doing is really putting in the hard work because I'm ready to feel better. So that's how I'm doing. 
in 2024. Like 2024 is my year of saying yes to new opportunities, mm -hmm. to new adventures, which is something I wasn't ready to do in 2023. Um, you know, that short time of Tom dying. I just wanted to be in the grief because it was, it keeps me close to him, but I'm learning that I can still be close to him and not be imprisoned by the grief that, that causes that. I mean, you really are in a prison when you're grieving like that. You can't see anything. Yeah. You just see all the clouds around you, you know? Yeah. You just can't, you don't see a path forward. And it's only been since I've allowed myself to be open to trying new things because apparently, what is that? Is that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome? Um, that's what I was doing. And so I was open to listening, listening to you and and listening to other, you know, folks about the benefit of meditation and, and mindfulness. And it is, it's been amazing. So, well, I think what I hear you saying is that you're, you're putting your toes in the water of meditation several years ago. It was in 2019, we were the fellows convening yeah. and um, that's not the first time we met. We had met in DC. I, yeah, I stalked you in 2018 internet stalker you i am successful then, by the way i was getting a plus and that i know i'm like i'm gonna lick you and you're gonna be mine and then you know i just like capitulated you just went with it you're like okay laura like all right come on take it take along but you learned some hard things and you're like well i don't think so i learned them already and i said you're just getting started i know <laughs> i know you know i i've learned i can't say um i never will yeah because i think i've told you I don't know, multiple times. Oh, well, I'll never do that. Well, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. And I'm learning that, you know, I can't say that anymore because I just don't know what I'm going to do. And that's okay. That is absolutely, absolutely fine to change your mind. You don't know what's coming around the corner, being, having an open mind. But I, what I, what I heard you say is I gave it, it was a magazine edition of meditation. It was dedicated yeah meditation i still remember buying it i was in the cbs store and i thought oh i should bring this for laura because i'm your was i your mentor your fellow mentor or something and i thought oh i'm just gonna bring this and see if she'll find some time to read it she has a couple of hours because you have to fly yeah <laughs> and um and um you looked at it and you were interested in it over the years and you did some small meditations on your mm -hmm. hammock when you had people in caretakers in take care of Tom and you would go for your rest out there and you would use the calm app, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that. Uh, yeah. Simple habit is the app I have. Simple habits. All right. So I'll put that in a link in the um, notes as well. Yeah. And, and so you dabbled in it. You had your feet, you had your toes in the water. That's the really way I like to think about but it. But you know, it was more like triage meditation, triage yeah. breathing. I, I I did it just because I needed to mm -hmm. that like five minute escape, which is a very different approach to what I'm doing now, which is really getting into it, learning. I'm kind of doing what I'm in that position where you were back in 2020, where I am, you know, I'm learning about it. So one of the things that I've, I'm listening to right now is um, called, uh, it's a book called Blue Water Meditation. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the name of it. Um, and it talks about the meditative and the calming effects of being around bodies of water, whether it's you're taking a bath or going to the beach. Cause I, for me, there's something about that. There's something that's different when I sit in the hot tub early, you know, when it's still dark outside versus laying in bed or on the floor after yoga, doing a simple, you know, quick guided meditation. There's definitely a, a difference in how I feel inner peace wise. I understand that I do. I typically do my best meditation practice after I've worked out. So I use a recumbent bike and I use an IFIT program and I, I bike hard. I bike eight, nine, eight, eight to nine miles to 15 miles, 16. Okay. 
And I then I do a little bit of yoga. And I can't do the kind of yoga that I used to because of the arthritis. I must have to do uh, floor, being on the floor, mm -hmm. um, which is good. It does a lot of good stretching. And then it, it, it's like a space between meditation. So exercising hard and I'm really sweaty. I just have to change my clothes out. And then I do some of the yoga for the stretching. And then I go into a, um, a meditation place for myself. I have some favorites. And the reason why I have favorites is because I basically don't hear them anymore, but I'm comforted by the pace of it and the tone. Yeah. Of it. So that's how I got, I use Tara Brock. Um, her meditations are free and I've won that um, letting go. Um, what is it? Letting go and... I'm so brain dead today and I'm sorry to everybody that is the sleepless, the up at night problems is you really don't, you really are not able to be your best cognitive. No, but that, you know, but that's okay. Cause this is the reality of what living an ALS life is or yeah. a life with, you know, any terminal disease, especially when the care becomes too much, you, you, you are not, you're not functioning at a hundred percent, which kind of goes back to if you're in that place it it's no wonder you can't find you know or can't really get into the practice of things like meditation and breathing and mindfulness because it's just you're just not in a space to receive it and you know i so just taking like a little side note here is it occurs to me as you're saying that that um it, it could be one of the reasons why um ending therapy for now what was really beneficial because I, I can't do that. I can't do any therapy about myself right now. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to focus on myself, but, but really only if you're in the ALS lane, have you lived under the sort of the duress and the sometimes human, human bondage of the disease. Yeah. Uh, this, you almost can never put yourself first and I, and the whole rest of the caregiving world except for maybe like people who are, who are caregiving with somebody with dementia, it is exceptionally difficult to find time to do the right things for yourself, even when you're really good at it. And I would put myself in the category as being really outstanding in self-care the last few years. I was not, yeah. old, but in the last few years, I, I would say you totally won a big old golden award for that. But not this year, not, but not this year. Only but, days in, and I'm saying not this year because I started out Monday knowing I needed to call for my yearly female checkup, and um, I haven't done it yet. And it's Friday afternoon, and it's not for lack of wanting to do it. It's for it's because you woke up on a Monday and you just woke up and it's Friday. It's just yeah. the days just fly by, and you know it's funny that you said you know you you don't have time you know, really for yourself right now. That was one of the things I spoke to the therapist about this morning is that this practice that I'm doing, this mindfulness and, and everything for the first time. And I don't, it, you know, six, seven years, probably seven years, Tom was diagnosed in 2016. For the first time I am putting myself first and I don't feel guilty for putting myself first. I don't feel like I'm being selfish for putting myself first because for the longest time, a hundred percent of me went into caring for Tom. And if mm -hmm. it wasn't Tom, I still had a young son that I was taking care of. Mm -hmm. And so we've said it multiple times. Our roles have reversed where you're in the thick of it. And I am not in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so it is, it's really a, um, it's an interesting place to be. I, I can totally relate to whatever, you know, the, the brain fog and the not being able to think clearly in the sleepless nights and everything. And I, I my heart goes out to you. For making paper, like making paper when I can. Yeah. Your making paper was my laying in a hammock. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, it's like the rescue nine one one, you know, it's. Doesn't it's require brain power, you know, it's like, what? doesn't require brain power. No. I just, you know, I mean, they get little problems and stuff with it along the way. Cause any creative thing like that, that you do, you know, you're learning and you have to fix things and you think, oh my gosh, this, like this paper pulp is terrible or gosh, it's so wonderful. I made like a beautiful colors the other day. I, I started with white paper and I made beautiful colors 
And, you know, talk about the mindfulness and the meditation. There would have been a time when I would have thought, and so that's what you're doing with your two graduate degrees and all yeah. that work experience. You're happy making paper. Yeah, Absolutely. I really am happy making paper. I shared with a, um, one of our other fellows, Rosie, who had who had bought uh, bookmarks for me for her ladies um, at Christmas time. And I had shared with her that like, I know I like nothing better than making that water where I pull the paper really warm. And so I pull the paper through really warm water uh -huh. and when it gets cold, I think it's a good thing I'm almost done. Cause this is terrible. I don't know how people use cold water. <laughs> it's so therapeutic to use it. And I, I do really get into that moment and I have found that I can jump in and like blend up a couple of colors and then set it aside. And it gives me something to look forward to because mm -hmm. I've learned to take those moments for what they are. I don't think bigger than those moments. Like, Oh, I could be doing all of this. I think, no, but you're doing this now. Right. You're doing it. Like I said to you before, I got new, I got some dyes, some cutouts to use on the paper for the, uh, and for those who are listening, you have to come to my shop in a couple of weeks because I'll have seated bookmarks. So you'll be able to plant the bookmarks when you've had enough of the bookmark or they gets ratty looking or something. You just seed it and then grow flowers. So it's like a gift that keeps giving. So we're just giving them a heads up. We're not going to share that with everybody because yeah. you're not putting any of those on your shop until you're ready to. So I'm just ready. listeners, yeah. this is your heads up. So I got a, I got a live for birthday coming soon. And, and I bought presents for myself from my husband <laughs> and I bought, I bought some dyes to make little cutouts, you know, with, um, well, I won't give it all away, but some cutouts, cutouts that I'm going to um, put on, on the bookmarks to make them look really pretty and sweet. And when I got the dyes today, I opened them up and I used them like right away. Cause I was like, <laughs> 10 minutes. Like a kid in a candy store. Podcast. And I am using them right now and I'm going to have fun <laughs> doing it. <laughs> and I did. And then Laura texted me and said, I'm going to be five minutes. And I was like, no problem. I'm still working on these dyes here. And so <laughs> I, I have found that the mindfulness meditation lifestyle has given me the ability to jump into those moments with like, everything I have and feeling the positive energy of it really helps me. And I think it helps me give myself grace. Um, last week, I don't even remember, but sometime last week I was spent from a lot of the stress that we had with things going on with Tom. And when he went in for his respiratory therapy for a few hours, I sat on his big cozy old new recliner chair and I read and took a nap and read and took a nap for that whole two and a half hours, but I didn't even get dinner ready. I did nothing but lay there. I gave that to myself because if you don't find those moments, if that's a long time, two and a half hours, I don't usually yeah. tend to do that, but I just didn't care about anything else. The laundry, well, laundry takes me like three days to complete anyway, but whatever. Like there's nothing that called to me like, yeah, there's, there's stuff in the sink, but you know, you know, you'll put it in the dishwasher later. It's not going to stay there for three days. Mm -hmm. So give yourself the time and give yourself the grace. And right now, if that's the one thing that you can give yourself, I hope that that's what you do. I hope that you don't come away from this podcast thinking, gosh, they got it all together and they do this. We do not have it all together. No. It is always, always, every day, it is a work in progress. I will say for caregivers who are in the earlier stage, if their person they care for is more of a slower progression, um, Tom has been a slow progression. Um, so I've had some time, but I didn't always use my time the way I have in the last few years, I, but I was working for a long time too. Um, I would say if you can do some of the things that are important to you and you have the time to do it now, you should do it. If it's exercise and meditation or just meditation or just exercise or learning a new craft or learning a new art or working a few more years, you should do that because there'll come a day when you may not be able to do that. And if you're sitting here stuck in the rut of like, I should have done it, what is that, right? So that's hard for you to live with. That's a that's a hard regret. That is the yeah. grief that you feel about things that you have lost personally, not just the relationship with the person you love with ALS, but your own personal losses can really pile up. I did several years ago in 2019, 
in the spring of 2019, I had been to the doctor a little, like probably a couple of months before spring. And I weighed a lot. I had to lose 60 pounds really. And I started then. I don't think I could put my mind mm -hmm. to losing the weight right now because it's hard to lose weight under under arduous conditions. I'm not saying you can't do it, but it could be tough because it is hard to think about the things that you need. Sometimes you just have to do the things that have to get done. And at the end of the day, you sit on the couch to watch TV and you fall asleep. So, like, well, yeah, you're choosing. Sometimes you choose between five minutes of quiet time or do you take that five minutes and try to make something healthy to eat? Or do you take that five minutes and have a shower, brush your teeth? I mean, you really do have to figure out what's important. And many, for me, many times, any small time I had, it was sitting quietly because it was just the one thing I never got to do because we did a lot of, I was 24 seven. I mean, we didn't always have help in the home. And so I was up all night long and all day long, but you're right. You can't, you, you, yeah, you can't do that. Like for me, I've been really focused on my um, mental health and my just trying to get out of that fight or flight pattern that I've been living in forever, dropping the cortisol levels. Um, and only now things, the weight is starting to kind of start to come off, but there were so many things I needed to do. I was fighting an uphill battle. I started seeing a functional doctor and that was one of the things he said, he's like, girl, we've got to get you, we've got to get the stress off you. We've got to get the cortisol levels down. You have been in fight or flight for, you know, seven years. It's, it's time. Your body's not going to do anything. So yeah, I would say if you can learn something before you get into the thick of your ALS um, diagnosis, try it, but don't, don't beat yourself up because the journey will end. I mean, I don't know a nice way to say that, but the journey ALS is, a, you know, point to point it's going to end. And when you're a caregiver on the other side, um, the beyond side, you will in your own time start to heal in all ways. Um, and just, you have to be open to it. I, I don't think I would have received the mindfulness and the, the meditation that I'm doing now. I wouldn't have, I would never receive that six months ago, mm -hmm. a year ago. I wasn't in any place that mm -hmm. I needed to be, but for whatever reason, everything started clicking early November, mm -hmm. which also was really a hard time for me. I was struggling quite a bit in November and December, but I'm coming out the other side. Um, so there is hope and that's what I hope everybody can see and get out of this podcast is that um, whether you start it before or after, it can help. I agree 100%. And it may not be the only strategies that are out there. Right. There are, um, I don't know what they are. These are the strategies that work for me. I think meditation Mindfulness meditation practice is, is always a work in progress for me. I'm currently oh, yeah. doing um, a quick little course from Daily Ohm, Pema Children. It's actually old videos of hers, like probably almost 20 years ago. Well, I'm doing it. You shared with me some Are stuff. Are you doing it too? Yeah, I saw, I'm doing it. I do my daily practice and I've started doing other things with it. It's like, what a great Are little... you taking a course on stuck, getting unstuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Right. Cause then you think, right. I don't have to stay there. That's an old thing. I'm not staying in that space. And, and just so the audience are, you know, the people listening know some of this, I went at it going, this is some hippy dippy bullshit. I am not going to do this shit. This is, this is so outside my, you know, far away from my comfort level. Um, you know, side, you know, I roll, every time I hear some of this stuff. And so, hi, my name is Laura and I do the hippy dippy bullshit meditation and mindfulness. And I am all about that shit now. I know, look, I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing like a hippy dippy shirt today. You are grow through what you go through. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that I need that on a coffee mug. Yeah, I'll put on a bookmark for you. I'm getting some letters too. Yeah, I need that. And then it'll but actually it's, grow. It's true. You know, some of this stuff, you have to be ready to receive it. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it comes, you just have to have an open mind and be 
ready to receive it. Like I said, I mean, the first time someone suggested I get in the hot tub, I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and they kept, they were like, no, you're going to love it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I did not love it the first time, but I did it a second time. And I was like, yeah, that's not bad. The third time. And now it's just like this thing I need to do. I feel like even if I'm laying in bed, cause it's cold. I mean, it's getting cold here and it's no fun running out into the hot tub when it's, you know, 36 degrees outside in a bathing suit, but I do it because now I found, I feel so much better because of it. Um, I just hope that feeling starts to transition into like exercise. I hear that that's kind of what people feel when they exercise, they have to do it. So you do. Well, I haven't exercised in two days and I feel pretty pathetic right now. Yeah. Well, I will say I've started yoga too. Well, that's that's been a big deal. I have someone come into my house, um, once a week for, you know, like a, a full yoga session. And then I practice it and I have found my body does better. Like it's just so much more, um, just, it just feels better. Like moving my body and my hips. I used to teach, I was telling my yoga instructor all the time. I was like, gosh, I was like, you know, one sneeze or cough away from throwing out my sciatica. Um, and now I don't feel like that. I feel like I can bend and not hurt myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good practice too. I think, I feel like you'll get to exercise. I mean, I've always been an exerciser and this, I don't know, 2023, huh, it was hard. I can't, I can't even really, I probably would cry talking about it. I was a runner for so many years. Yeah. I knew something was wrong with my feet and I just ignored it. But I would go and I couldn't even do this now anyway. So maybe it's like find some gratitude in finding it before the the ALS made me have to stop doing it. Yeah. Like, I probably would have resented that. Well, but- now you found you found the recumbent bike. I mean, I you can see over my shoulder I've got um I'm sitting in my office that has my treadmill. I now now that I'm feeling better, I am actually getting on my treadmill, which you know, I would look at it going, God, I really need, I'd beat myself up for not getting on it. I just wasn't in a space. My, I, the, you know, there just wasn't enough brain power to function and yeah. move forward and do that. So I'm finding there's a lot of things changing just with the simple habit of, of mindfulness and meditation. Yeah. I think a lot of things can grow out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I do accept that I'm writing the recumbent it's an indoor recumbent bike for those who are listening with an iFit program that I use it's got a screen on it but I I very much miss um I used to go for at least one run down on the beach roads where I live mm-hmm. some of my most favorite photographs there and uh, just the quiet there's a road that I would run on I could do a guided meditation on it there's a road that I run on that to the left of me um, just over the berm, you can hear the ocean. You can hear the noise of the ocean, not really the crashing of the waves, but you can hear the noise. Yeah, the roar. Yeah. And then on the right, you could, you know, there were big turtles that would plop in the water when you would run by, or you see the pelicans going up overhead, going to this little place called Pelican Island over there. And um, it was just really magnificent to just be in those moments, you know, while I had this magnificent, magnificent experience of running of, of yeah. foot in front of the other and have had some of my best runs in my entire life in the last few years down there. It's just gorgeous. And then I would stop. I had no problem stopping making photos when I felt the call to do it because the scenes were just there for me. And I do miss that. That was really hard to give that up for myself. There's a lot of independence in that. But my feet said otherwise. I have massive arthritis in one foot and the other foot's coming right along with that. It's like, um, I almost can't tie my shoelace above it. I just got a new pair of uh, UFOs of shoes that you just slip your feet into, like Uh they're elastic ties. They're a little too small. So I sent them back today because because the bone just keeps growing. You go, we go bone spurs when there is no synovial tissue going on in there. So I've learned to uh, meditation. I think meditation mindfulness has helped me transition to the recumbent bike as well as I could be expected. Yeah. I go running tomorrow if I could, 100%. Could I ride my bike down there? Uh, I can, if my daughter comes with me, we have heavy bikes that are uh, meant for riding on the sand, but also riding on trails. 
and we ride down there, but they're very heavy and I have arthritis in my hands and it's very heavy for me to put them up on the bike racks. And if I bought another bike where you lean into it, it would be terrible for the arthritis in the hand that I haven't had fixed and it wouldn't be so great for the one that I did have surgery on. So it's so boring that I'm telling all the story, but those are the frustrations that we face as caregivers, I think that are, uh, have their own little tragedies yeah. in the whole rest of the life that we live in. Like we're not just an ALS caregiver. We are our own persons where our own bodies have their own moments where they rejoice and then they don't work for us, you know, and that goes along with the life that we live. But yeah. if I didn't have mindfulness and meditation. I don't know that I, I would be able to say today that I love my recumbent bike with the iFit program. Like I've run this, I've ridden the same um, series in there several times. There's one in Italy. Um, there's one, the, the ones that I love. There's one in Italy. There's one in Southern California mountains, like the San Gabriel mountains. And there's one in Ireland. There's like two of them in Ireland that are, have several series and several um, different programs in there. And I absolutely love them. I think, yeah, no, I, I get it. My, my I treadmill is in myself. I envision myself. Yes. One no, I do. I get it. My treadmill is in Ireland. Yeah. I do a lot of the, I fit walks on the beach. So Australia, the Caribbean, I love it. It, it does take you away and let you kind of escape to a different place. And if somebody says, yeah, but you're settling in the second best, I say, mm -mm. no, I'm not. I'm settling. I'm not settling for anything. I'm accepting what I have. Exactly. I have a lot of gratitude that I had the experiences that I had, that I was able to run on the beach or I never ran on the beach because Lord knows that's really hard on your body. But the beach roads is what I ran on. They were yeah. really flat. I'm not much of a hill runner. Um, so it really, really suited me well. We do take our bikes down there. If you follow me on TikTok, every once in a while, I put a nice beach ride up there, you know, mm -hmm. um, little video from that. So I think, I think mindfulness and meditation bring you to places of tiny increments or tiny pieces of gratitude and then gigantic ones. And when you can have some gratitude I think you feel better. We did a whole podcast on gratitude, but it's tied into mindfulness meditation. And I, I yeah. hope our listeners, if you have any questions, if I, I can't answer every question, I'm, I'm not an expert in it. I've never taught it. I have learned it and used it. And I, I swear by it, really. I don't know where I would be if I didn't have that in my life. I, I was able to take things from therapy that I could apply to my life. I'm taking things from the from the getting unstuck Pema children's yeah. it's like a mini program. Um, <clears throat> and that only takes a few minutes. If you can't, I mean, I don't have time to listen to her whole pot, her whole like lecture. I didn't even, I just finished the first one. It took me three days. It's a half yeah. hour long and it took me three days. I get up early so I can hear it before Tom gets up and that doesn't work every day, but there is no time limit on it. Mm -mm. So find, I'm not saying find this thing, but find some things that you can change your mind about your life. Be open. I would say just be open one to way And your life is this, this is the life that you have like right now. Yeah. To think about tomorrow is, can be a challenge to do. And you said to me a couple of weeks ago, um, I'm, I'm here to tell you that things will get better. And I said to you, well, I can't even hear that right now because I can't, I can't see that. I can't see it because right now here is the only thing that I have right now mm -hmm. to deal with what this is. And, yeah. and I followed it up with, there will come a time where you wonder, and you're going to remember me saying that, that it will get better. Yep. And that's why it's important to say the things or, yeah, you know, I come agree. back and listen to the podcast at other times in your life. If you're listening to, I know that there are some people who um, I've heard from some people who have listened to our podcast, who are not ALS caregivers, um, I would imagine it could be a challenge because we can have some really strong feelings about things at times and we've expressed them here, um, but those feelings don't necessarily stay with us forever. They're mm -hmm. transitions of how this journey is. And um, I hope if you're listening and you're not an ALS caregiver, I really hope that you never 
ever have to be an ALS caregiver. And that love doesn't suffer from such a tragic disease. But if you are, and you know somebody who is an ALS caregiver, here's a great question that you could ask them. You could say to them something like, I it seems like this must be a challenge for you. And I'm not asking you to, to have an answer to this question right now, but will you take some time and think about how I can best support you through this? That could probably make me cry if people said that to me. Yeah. They're saying other things to me like, well, I'll make you dinner, but that doesn't work for me. There's too many dietary guidelines. And now I have to tell you no again. Mm -hmm. And I may not have an answer for you right on the spot because I might be thinking about the 14 things that have to get done. And I probably am wishing you would stop talking to me. Yeah. But if you ask me that question or you texted me that question, something like that, I'd embrace it. I like that. Yeah. Let's end on that note. That's a good ending right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I'm going to... um. I wouldn't dare to say I'm going to write the notes today <laughs> or, or how about this? I'll offer you this. If you want to write the notes, you could write the notes and send them to me and then I'll put them in and upload them. Okay. That sounds, I can do that. Yeah. And you might enjoy doing that. And then mm -hmm. um, if things ever, if I ever find the time, which maybe, maybe that'll happen next week, we can get on a uh, zoom and I'll walk you through um, how those notes go in there. So you okay. get, get it ready for me, or if that doesn't work, you just send them to me by send my send them by email. I can do that, and if I want to, I can add something to it. But I'd love to show you how that works, so you can add your things to it if I forget them. That works for me. Okay, all right. So um, whenever we get back on, that's when we'll be here. So we'll see you next time. Whatever that is. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.